Hello and welcome back to another eBlitz uh, town hall meeting slash podcast if you're listening to this on podcast format. Uh, we do this every Friday usually either 2pm or 3pm depending on if we have a guest. Well as we all know though tomorrow Friday is Christmas Eve so we decided to however move this one to Thursday. So here we are on a Thursday as always joined by Aaron. How you doing mate? I'm not too bad Luke. Thank you yourself. Yeah, I'm doing well, man. Doing well. I'm in the festive spirit. And being in the festive spirit, that's why we've brought on a special guest, TJFL Gaming, aka Tim. How you doing, mate? Thanks for joining us. Hi, mate. Good, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing well. Are you uh, Are you in the festive spirit, mate? Oh, I'm, I'm not the best for it. I do try. <laughs> and that's all we can ask for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, you know, whoever is listening, um, like I mentioned, this is usually a town hall meeting. It is usually live on a Friday. So if you ever have questions and you find this on catch up or something, you think I'd like to get involved, then you can always join us. Then just make sure you join our Discord server. Links in description below. And then you'll obviously see the posts that go out about the event. But yeah, cheers uh, for joining us, Tim. And because it is Christmas and obviously festive season, we're going to start you off with a, with a couple of easy I say easy, actually. The first question I actually have written down is a highly debated topic. I was going to ask you, is Die Hard a Christmas film? Ooh, well, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Die Hard? No, I know. I think I've seen Die Hard 4.0 or whatever it's called. Oh, and then yeah. I think I've seen the one where it's with his son. And I think that was like the last one they did. And I don't think it did very well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I liked it anyway. But... Like, I know of other films which are set in the Christmas period, and I would say that they're Christmas films. Like, if they're set in Christmas, then it's a Christmas film, right? Surely. Well, I tend to agree with you, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh there we go. Yeah. I, I mean, I is, it, is it festive? I don't know. But is it a Christmas film? Yeah. I mean, there's some festive nods and jokes, and like you said, the setting's Christmassy. So, yeah, I'd count it as a Christmas film. It reminds me of Christmas when I'm watching it. So, surely that is the idea isn't it i would have thought yeah yeah exactly i mean it's, it's like i'm trying to think of something similar i think maybe ah this is going back a while now but uh like the doctor who christmas specials like they might not have had anything to do with christmas but they it's were christmas on a christmas <laughs> so it's a christmas special <laughs> <laughs> so i think as long as long as there's a tree somewhere then then it counts <laughs> yeah exactly make sure there's a tree some tinsel you're good to go what about you Aaron? exactly what do you think you think a die hard's a christmas film um, it's not to say, actually, you know, we rarely watch that one over Christmas. I think James Bond probably gets a bit closer. I think anything that has a, a, has a sufficient number of episodes or a long enough kind of catalog we can go through can count as a Christmas film for me. <laughs> for me. Yeah, see, I, I, I tend to agree. And that's why I firmly are in the camp. I'm in the camp of Christmas film. <laughs> how, about, how about then just thrown out there do you guys have any favorite christmas films or or music that you know you tend to go to each year uh i think like i like the christmas songs but like the old school ones so like jingle bell rock and like let it snow yeah and i don't really know why they're just so like classic and i just envision that i'm part of the mafia somewhere in New York, just strolling in the snow. That's all I think of when those songs come on. Godfather. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just the godfather of Christmas. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> hey, that's a good enough reason to enjoy a song, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, mine's um, off the top of my head. I mean, Christmas film-wise, as in like pure Christmas film, Elf, and then music. I my, mine's Stop the Cavalry, which is a little bit. I don't know unpopular. if I've heard that. I think you would have. Oh, I, is it? I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but I think you might have uh, might have heard it if it came on. What about you, Aaron? Oh, when it comes to song, I'm definitely in the in the more rock and roll Christmas song kind of camp. You know, the Slash really gets me. Uh, every every year, you turn on the radio, it's records, it's the Mike old films that will come out. <clears throat> That's definitely my joy. Yeah. Uh, film wise, I think there are a few classics. Actually, there was a debate in the household just this week: should we revisit Love Actually? That is a classic thing to to do. Uh, and because we have children at home. You know, like, for Christmas, it's starting to come up as a uh, as a topic for debate. I think that definitely beats Peppa Pig for Christmas. So you know, I, I'm I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm voting for it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be voting for that as well over Peppa Pig. Um, how about any Christmas traditions that you guys have? Because for me, obviously, you know, the norm is you get together with the family. I know obviously we have COVID at the moment, so that might depend on where you are. And, and obviously hopefully your family don't have it. Um, but yeah, that's the usual go-to. But for me, the main thing on Christmas, because I'm a football fan, I, I think of Boxing Day. Boxing Day is when the family traditionally get together, put the football on. You obviously got the leftover food and drink and stuff like that. And then yeah. you just spend the whole day watching football. That is my like main tradition <laughs> from Christmas. It's a day I love. Is there is there anything that sticks out for you guys? Yeah, I think I think for, for for me it's like obviously the normal stuff of like seeing family and all. I, I like not to get too soppy, but especially at the moment with everything that's going on, it's very important to like you you utilize these moments to see family if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like tradition wise, I'd probably say like I've already alluded to, just like the Christmas specials, I love them. Like whether it's Doctor Who or like just anything on BBC, their Christmas specials are just amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then for me, like, I think I prefer New Year's more towards more than Christmas. Like, I prefer the New Year's celebrations a lot more, probably because there's a lot more alcohol. But yeah, <laughs> I definitely prefer New Year's. Yeah, yeah, they definitely <laughs> some people's memories probably a bit hazy over the, uh, over yeah, the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Aaron? Any traditions in the uh, the Aaron household that you usually stick to? It's I mean, the Christmas thing for us is mainly just continuous food. <laughs> I think probably similar to many. Um, the Christmas day involves just starting the day preparing for a big meal and then, and then having it and then regretting it. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much the full cycle. Uh, it's, it's kind of nice every time uh, on that very day everything is shut. And every now and then, I guess, we should throw in something different. Uh, for example... Uh, I think one of the years we went to, um, we actually went into the city in London mm-hmm. um, because that place is usually super busy, always something happening. We just wanted to check out, you know, what it actually looks like when absolutely nobody is around. Uh, that was actually kind of an interesting experience. Uh, just almost like, it's almost like a movie, you know, like a ghost yeah, town. So overnight, zombie attack, everything's gone <laughs> silent. Uh, but the Starbucks remain open, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something's got to remain open in London. <laughs> exactly. So um, uh, there's, there's sometimes we're trying to mix it up a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't know yet what we'll do this year. We'll definitely stick the food tradition. Uh, we're still probably gonna do the uh, do the impulse thing last. Decide the impulse thing last minute. 
Yeah, that's a classic. You're right, though. The regret does come, but then it quickly subsides and you start eating again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never-ending cycle. Yeah, <laughs> just keep going back to it. Um, but yeah, uh, that's you know that was a little bit of a Christmas chat. Um, obviously, from everyone at eBlitz and everyone here in the chat, we do wish you a Merry Christmas wherever you're listening to this on. Uh, we hope you have a great time as well. And also a good time to mention that maybe over the uh, Christmas period between Christmas and New Year, why not check out eBlitz because we have released a massive update which now makes eBlitz multi-gaming and you'll be able to find a teammate for all your favourite online multiplayer games. So why not download it, check it out and uh, yeah, have some good time over the festive period. But, you know, Tim, let's let's move this on then to some questions that we had for you. We These are the questions we tend to ask our guests because... Most of our guests, obviously, are either involved in streaming, YouTubing, and yourself. You were semi... Well, you told me before you were semi-retired, now as YouTuber. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's an ongoing, uh, complicated relationship I have. It's, it's very volatile. I, I, I feel like a lot of people who do YouTube and, and streaming can understand and relate to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the, the first question that we have here is, uh, what was the first game that really got you into gaming in the first place? Oh my god! Uh, so, your time. I mean, if if I go back to my first memory of gaming, it's probably Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation One. Oh, great! And p- particularly the first level because I never had a memory card, so <laughs> I could only ever play like the first level where I'm running away from the boulder, and I never got further than that because I couldn't save my game, <laughs> and I didn't think I actually realized I was able to save my game. So that's probably why that's ingrained in my memory. Oh yeah, because you probably um, played that on loop. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. Every Saturday, I was allowed to play for one hour on the PlayStation, and I didn't have a memory card, and I only had that one game. <laughs> and, and, and that was my childhood. <laughs> but um, once I discovered that you could have a memory card in the PlayStation 2, um, I think my, my main games were like Splinter Cell. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a big one for me. I really used to like movie license games. Uh, obviously, right, retrospectively, okay. they weren't amazing, but mm-hmm. they're still like nostalgic for me like revenge of the sith on ps2 oh, amazing yeah. uh batman begins don't know if you ever played that on ps2 didn't play that i was like it is really good it was like a stealth version of like uh, of batman and it felt like splinter cell <laughs> like right. the sort of like you know, you know all the sneaking around and stuff yeah very very meta but um yeah i'd probably say movie licensed games and anything stealth is what really got me into gaming um, and then later on in life, I'd probably say it's the RPGs. So like mm-hmm. the Mass Effects and the Deus Ex, all those sort of like big worlds, which you can really get lost in. Those are sort of the ones that, you know, that really get me into gaming. Yeah. I think um, it, it sounds like me and you have been pretty similar in that in that case, because when you mentioned then movie title games and I thought, God, yeah, I haven't. I completely forgot about them, but obviously, like, oh, Rangers, love Safe, Lord of the Rings, the you played them once. Oh, yeah, Two Towers. <laughs> yeah. And you can play as Gollum in Return of the King, I think. Yeah. I th- and just, like, you walked around doing, I don't even know what, but you were Gollum, and it was amazing. Yeah. And, and it also obviously had the co-op, didn't it, um, aspects as well, that you could play with friends on Two Towers, I think, in Return of the King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was good. And that's it back in those days, you know, that there was no online. So, you know, your mate would come over with his PS2 controller, you plug it in, he'd bring his memory (laughs) card over. Yeah, those those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah. And then, like you were touching on, then when it goes into, like, obviously we we 
we get older and, and technology mm. advances and then all of a sudden you're in these massive rpg open world styles and we, we had on last weekend seven kate who's a massive mass effect fan as you can probably tell oh, by, amazing yeah, yeah, yeah by her name and we were talking about it last week and that game i think me you and kate all agree amazing and that is one of the games that yeah i I feel, I feel like it's one of the games where I've truly got lost because, into because I was a Star Wars fan. Was it the same for you? Because you mentioned, yeah. obviously, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And I, th- I think Mass Effect came out um, like the Disney had bought Star Wars but didn't do much with it. So th- there was like a lull for a couple of years where nothing happened, you know, in Star Wars sci-fi. And I think Mass Effect was the closest thing to that sort of like universe and world building. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it came at the right time. And like the Mass Effect trilogy is probably... Um, one of the most emotionally gripping sort of games out there. Uh, it's just a, sh- a shame that obviously Andromeda wasn't the best, but the original trilogy is amazing. So yeah, the original trilogy is amazing. Um, any any comments on the on the ending? <laughs> I, I really liked it. You know, even even back before they they did the extra like director's cut, I really liked the ending. Um, I have a friend who's like really into Mass Effect, so he's telling me about the indoctrination theory, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, it should be this." Uh, and I was like, do you know what? I don't even care that it's flashing different colors. Like, it, it made me feel something. Yeah. Like, I was genuinely like upset at the end. <laughs> so I was like, that's good. I felt something. So that's good. See, it's that's mad. You're like one of the first people I've spoke to who like likes the ending, <laughs> and you yeah. were upset for a different reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like there was the kid. Well, I can't remember it that well, but the kid was like, oh, you got to choose. Yeah. And then I like I jumped into the the thingy with Bob. And everything went blue, and I was like, "That's beautiful." Like, I'm just gonna cry myself to sleep now. <laughs> I had no, like, I, I suppose I wasn't that big into the law, which is why it maybe didn't affect me as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I really liked it. And, and again, most people are like, "Oh, I didn't like it," but no, nah, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, well, that's good to hear. I mean, it wasn't for me. Me and um, Kate <laughs> spoke about it last week. We weren't, we weren't massive fans, but I mean, like, at least you got uh, something out of it and enjoyed it. I mean, that's the main thing, isn't it? Like. That was your yeah. experience, so you enjoyed it. Um, so when it comes to, obviously, YouTube and stuff like that, what was it that really made you want to create a YouTube channel and get into, um, obviously, talking about games? Yeah, so uh, I actually started off as a Let's Play channel years and years ago, heavily influenced by PewDiePie. Oh, right, uh, okay. and I used to, every Friday, Fridays with PewDiePie was pretty much my bread and butter. And obviously, his like amnesia titles and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was very heavily inspired by that. So I started off doing that, um, and while I was doing it, it turns out that it's, it's actually quite hard to not only play a game and enjoy it, but also try and live commentate and and you know create like funny moments within that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, actually, I'm not very good at this. <laughs> so uh, I, I moved away from that um, and moved more into like reviewing games, uh, which again I was heavily inspired by Angry Joe, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning. Um, and I think when I first started YouTube, it was definitely a case of I wanted to be like the next PewDiePie or, or whatever. And I think a lot of my original videos even come off that way as if I'm trying to like hit the trends, mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with that uh, as that was the route I wanted to take. But I definitely say in the past sort of two, three years, I've tried to focus more on making videos, uh, which are more like, I don't know how to word it. Um, cathartic almost like i'm doing it for, for my own personal benefit to get my thoughts out there on a particular game yeah um so just talking about them i suppose and you know something like mass effect you know really 
di- uh, delving deep into why that ending affected me and, and why I think that ending is good. And, you know, and having my, my structure and my argument points towards that. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think that's why obviously I haven't done YouTube for a while at the moment because I know I want to do more creative videos where I'm not focused on so much as reviewing it and giving it a score or whatever. I just want to like talk about a game and, and how it's made me feel. Yeah. Um, which is why I've sort of taken this time to try and figure out how I'm going to do that. Uh, but that's my very long-winded answer for your question. No, no, it, it, it makes complete <laughs> sense because I think when people first start out, I mean, this is my opinion. I mean, it could be wrong, yeah. but what I think most people probably go through, similar to me when I done a YouTube channel, was like you look at your favorite content creators and then you try mm. and emulate them at the start. Exactly. And then you start kind of probably learning more skills, how to edit, how to do different things. And then you start thinking, mm. actually, I can put my own spin on this. I can go in a direction that I want to. And then, yeah. like you said, you start creating videos that you are genuinely passionate about, giving yeah, your opinion. Yeah. Exactly. And I think as a content creator, no matter how small you are, how big you are, you're going to evolve over time. And the only way you're going to evolve is by trying new things and different things. So, you know, like I've done the, like the Let's Plays, I've done streaming, uh, I've tried reviewing films, I've tried reviewing tech, I've tried all of these things. And slowly over time, my content has become not only more unique, but it's also become better and I'm more proud of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely, you know, just a learning curve and just finding what you're good at. Did you um, did you ever get involved in, in streaming at all? Yeah, yeah, briefly. Um, I did Mixer. Before I got absolutely oh, shut yeah, down. Of course, Xbox, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I had a friend who was like really good at uh, like Warzone and Fortnite. And I was okay, uh, but I was able to bring sort of the, the comedy to it. Uh, so we streamed for a bit on Mixer and we did do quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Mixer got shut down. And then we considered moving over to Twitch, but then it's just time, isn't it? Like streaming isn't something you can pick up and do one hour a day of. You know, I think you do need to devote quite a lot of time to it to be able to get growth if, if that's what you want from it. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. Um, Whereas, like, you know, like a YouTube video, you can you can, you can release one video every month, and as long as you've put everything into it, it can still do well uh, and gain traction. Whereas Twitch is all about playing the right game at the right time uh, with the right audience. So it, I definitely say Twitch is harder in in some respects. Yeah. Yeah, when you take into, like, you're touching on the consistency that you have to put in, the mm. yeah, hours is, is a lot harder, isn't it? I mean, be, to be fair, I guess you could start off with being consistent if you can keep it, even if it was one hour a day, five days a week at the same time yeah. and try and build on it. But long term, you're probably going to have to put in more hours if you really want to start growing quickly. So, you know, yeah, I, I totally understand that. I'm just going to chime in with what, with one thought, and I... I... I think what really struck me is uh, what you said earlier about how you approach game review, which is telling the story about what the game makes you feel. I think that's actually so, so, so important. And one thing the gaming world really lacks today, if you look at the description to a game or the introduction to a game especially, a lot of, you know, how's the mechanics, how 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 does the map work, how does the leveling work, how does the machinery and weaponry work. Mm. Um, But the reality is... To a normal human being, most of that is completely ununderstandable, and the words will mean something, but it's almost impossible to digest. Um, yes. I think if the introduction to a game or a new feature in a game, a new season, is from the perspective of, oh yeah, you're going to go in, everything's going to be quite fast, very tight, um, you're going to have to really go back to back with someone, and uh, you know you have to 
uh, run fast or, or, or shoot sharp or try to find a good hiding spot, you know, it's more tactical. If, if you use this kind of more feeling-driven approach, I think it will really open up um, a whole new spectrum about how to connect with people. I think it's actually going to be a lot more natural. Uh, we should probably, you know, introduce games on eBlitz with a, a TJFL's take on this game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that's, to me, I think that's the future. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, please, please make it happen. Yeah, and I was just going to add on to that. You know, um, my my two best videos, which I'm most proud of, but also have done the best in terms of response and views and everything, uh, are both videos which were, if you look at them, were very bad reviews, but they were very good at conveying my point and how that game made me feel. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that the one was on The Last of Us 2, and I pretty much released it like the week after the game came out, and it was being basically just slated by everyone. And, you know, it all got leaked or whatever. And I basically came out, I was like, no, I really like it for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that video is still doing well even today. And then the other videos on Assassin's Creed, uh, where I just said basically the, the series is no longer what it used to be. And I explained how the old series used to make me feel compared to what the new one is like now. Mm-hmm. And again, like, if you look at them in the, in, in the structure they were, they were made in, which was a review, they aren't very good. But if you look at them more as video essays and me just basically regurgitating how I feel... They're, they're really good, you know, and, and they convey that message across. So I think going forward, that's what I want to do with my videos. So try try move away from, you know, one to 10 and just say, look, this is how it made me feel. Yeah. No, I, I like that, to be fair, because like you said, you convey your point and it opens up a debate. Like people, yeah. obviously, if they're not silly with the responses, they can, like me and you disagreed about the Mass Effect ending, but we're not slinging names at each other you know what i mean we could sit and have a chat and i just like i can see your point this is my point and then obviously oh well that's how it made me feel that's how it made me feel etc so i think it really does open up course for conversation where it can be quite fun because some of the best i mean you guys might agree you might disagree with me but i feel like some of the best conversations i have with my friends most of the time is when we do disagree on a game yes and then you're not you're not getting heated or anything you're just putting your points across of how it made you feel in the moment and mm. you're getting their feedback and all of a sudden you're having like this great debate <laughs> but it's a really good moment i think yeah and, and, it's, and it's an absolute credit to obviously these developers and these people who make these games you know you can tell when the game is good uh because it's so controversial and, and divisive and you know it makes so many different people have different views and i think that shows that there is definitely something really good about that one particular product. Whereas if everybody thinks, oh, yeah, it's good, it's another one, so, you know, every Call of Duty, uh, then (laughs) there isn't much to talk about. There isn't much to it. It doesn't mean it's necessarily bad, but I do think the ones that are talked about more are the the ones that are better in general and and have more depth to them. Yeah, for sure. Would you say then that you, when it comes to gaming, lean more towards story-driven games? Yeah, yeah. Like... I, I probably spend more time in multiplayer games nowadays, and that's more uh, because it's easier to pick up a game of Warzone or Battlefield and play for two hours and not really get that invested mm-hmm. uh, than it is to pick up Witcher 3, uh, do three fetch quests, and then not play the game for another month. <laughs> so I'd say <laughs> yeah, I spend more time Yeah, I spend more time playing multiplayer games, but I do prefer story-driven games uh, by, by, by a mile. So yeah. it, it, it all comes down to time nowadays, and time is something we're all chasing, so... Yeah, that is very true. Um, And I think a lot of people could probably relate with that. It's become really easy now to pick up multiplayer games and just 
jump in. Um, yeah. Whereas it's just harder, isn't it? A story-driven game because you've got to devote time to it to really get hooked and gripped. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, I've been trying to play, or I have been playing Halo uh, since it came out, and I still haven't completed it. And it's like it's one of the shorter games out there in terms of like playthroughs of the campaign. And uh, I think I'm like fifty percent through. I'm like, oh come on, Tim! Like you need to get through this. <laughs> need to get it done. Are you enjoying yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like it, and I think that's one of the reasons I'm taking so long because <laughs> I just like going around and just like just grappling everywhere. <laughs> like I'm not even playing; I'm just swinging everywhere. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, savoring the moments. Yeah, exactly. Now that's good to hear because. Uh, if anyone has listened to our previous podcast, uh, Kate was mentioning that she was really enjoying the Halo campaign. She hadn't played the multiplayer yet, whereas I haven't played the campaign yet, but I've played the multiplayer, which I love. So Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it is really good. And it's also good to have uh, two opinions now that back up the campaign, so I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, looking forward exactly. to getting into that um, when time uh, prevails itself. Oh, yeah. gives, its, uh, gives itself, lends itself to me. But So, it's, you know, talking about games, because we have... We've, gone back into gaming i just want to quickly ask is there any like best gaming memory or highlight that sticks out to you could be uh, a moment in a game where you sat back and you're like god yeah i, I really like that <laughs> to be fair we've literally already touched on one which is mass effect 3 uh all mass effect 2 suicide mission like very good either the ending cutscene of mass effect 2 or mass effect 3 and i don't know which one i prefer more and <laughs> like i know that's really controversial to say um <laughs> But like the soundtrack, which accompany, uh, accompanies those moments in, in both games, is just out of this world. Uh, so I really don't know between those two which one is my favorite. Um, other gaming moments probably have to go with Last of Us 1, mm-hmm. uh, when you're not sure, if, well, there's a bit of a spoiler if you haven't seen, but it also came out five years ago. Uh, if <laughs> When you find out Joel um, obviously took Ellie against her will, mm-hmm. uh, that's a very, that's probably a very unique emotion which i've only experienced with that game where i as a player felt guilty yeah uh, it was a very very uncomfortable feeling the end into that game uh which credit to naughty dog that you know they've done something no one else done uh and i think in recent memory i'd probably say spider-man um oh, really? the ending yeah yeah when um n- not the film now uh <laughs> the, the game yeah uh where aunt may dies uh mm-hmm. yeah like that, that hit different in the game and i don't really know why I think it was just the the Spider-Man game was like so light-hearted, and I, th- I think when it came to that that moment, uh, it, it all sort of I can't think of the word, but it, it built it built up well to that moment, so it really like pulled the emotion from me. I was like, oh yeah, I, I feel for him this time, I'm and that's saying there. something for Spider-Man. You know, we we always know someone's gonna die, so. Yeah, that is true. And I must admit, actually, mentioning Spider-Man, because I had another game in mind, which I'll come back to in a sec, but Spider-Man, mm. one of my favourite games that I've played, especially in the last three years. Um, and, yeah, it's true, actually, isn't it? It is quite light-hearted. You're kind of going through it like it's a it's a fun game. But mm. you know, I wasn't really sat there thinking, oh, well, you know, there's going to be a heavy-hitting moment. <laughs> no. And it, it comes out of nowhere, because like, also, obviously, Doc Ock becomes the bad guy. And you know that from the first hour in the game. But it still hits you for some reason. And I think that's just, like, really good writing and acting on, on behalf of the guy who plays Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, like, I knew Doc Ock was going to change, but I still felt sorry for him when it happened. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Or maybe that's just n- n- nostalgia. Who knows? Maybe, but I, I I tend to agree with you on that one. I, I but, but then again, I do like Spider Man, so I <laughs> yeah, exactly. the games that helped. Weirdly, though, the one that like when I was thinking of this question to ask you, and um, I've obviously asked previous guests as well. But one of the 
more recent ones for me was from another game that struck up controversy, and that was Cyberpunk, because okay, I actually enjoyed Cyberpunk. I mean, I was quite lucky; I didn't have too many bugs. Um, yeah, I played on the S, and it was okay in that sense. Uh, but I actually quite enjoyed the game, I, and when I got my ending, because obviously there's multiple mm. endings that you can get, I remember sitting back and thinking, ah, oh, don't like that. And it wasn't like, oh, I, oh, the game's naff. I can't believe they've done that to me. Mm. I made the choices. But yeah. then I was like, oh, yeah, I don't like that, how it's affected the characters that I've created relationships with. And I was like, okay. oh, that's really dragged me in then. It sucked me into the, the world where I actually care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, funny enough, the last time we spoke on the podcast, I think I just re- released or finished my Cyberpunk review. Mm-hmm. And I think I think either you or the other co-hosts hadn't finished it, um, but no, I, I actually really like Cyberpunk's story. Um, I preferred the story more than most. I think um, I can't remember what ending I got, but I did like it. And I, and if it weren't for the bad gameplay, it would probably be up there in my top moments as well. Yeah, because because I know I definitely enjoyed the story, and that's what got me through the game. Uh, so no, I, I can agree with you on that one. Yeah, it, well, it, to be fair, yeah, it's such a shame about the gameplay moments and just yeah. some of the issues they had because the story i agree I, I really enjoyed it yeah i keep wanting to go back and play it because I, I generally really did enjoy it and i did really like keanu reeves in it um but until they release that next gen update i don't see the point in going back to it and it just keeps <laughs> getting pushed back and back and back and i'm like oh just just give me the ray tracing and 60 fps and i'll be happy that's all i want yeah i'm the same because i, I want to replay it but i want to wait for that and um, the next gen yeah. update but they're also talking about the witcher 3 next gen update aren't they or you know yeah. enhancing it um and i want to go back and play that game because that again is another fantastic game yeah i am completed it i need to oh, i need to yes you do <laughs> but it's the same thing where i'm like oh do i do i just wait for the next gen update but yeah, like, that's true actually <laughs> yeah it just takes forever these things to come out nowadays so uh who knows how long i'll be waiting <laughs> true yeah yeah, because it was meant to be the end of this year, and it's definitely not happening. So yeah, no, no, I, I think I'm pretty sure they've pushed it till at least 2023. I think that's what the roadmap said, like the end of 2022 earliest. Right, and yeah, uh, yeah it doesn't look good for that. So <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see, but they're definitely good games to uh, revisit for sure. Um, so taking it back to obviously your YouTube channel, you decided to create that, uh, and then. Once you started releasing the content and then you, um, you know, moved away from the Let's Plays and went more into the, uh, you know, expressing your emotions and how it how games made you feel. Is there anything that then stuck out to you that, you know, that you really enjoyed about YouTube? Was it like connecting with people who agreed with your opinions, people who disagreed, yeah. stuff like that? I definitely say it was finding like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't know how to explain it without sounding depressing, but whenever you play a game, um, it's kind of an isolated experience, When you, especially when you play a story game. You aren't in a cinema full of people all sharing that moment together, um, and you're most likely not playing with a, a sibling or companion sitting next to you watching you play the whole journey. So when you complete a game or, and you know you felt all these emotions, it can it's something you kind of experience on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I think I enjoy making videos talking about them so much because I'm able to sort of get it off my chest. This is how it made me feel, blah, 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 done. But then to come back to that video a few days later and then see other people have similar points of views or or recommend me to other people who have similar channels and things like that, I think that connected experience without 
being directly connected is the bit I, I enjoy most. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, like my Assassin's Creed video, um, because of that video, I got introduced to the Four Pillars community. Oh, yeah, um, fishing. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got introduced through Lasers. So Lasers got sent the video, and then he commented on my video. And, like, that was, like, a mad moment for me. Because <laughs> at the time, I think I was on, like, 1K, and then this 80K channel commented, and I was like, yo, I am the shit, you know. I am big, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but then, you know, I watched his videos. I was like, oh, he's got the same opinions as me. This is great. And then I joined their Discord, and um, they, they did actually do a meetup about two years ago. And I was on the go, but something came up. Uh, but, yeah, just, you know, being able to join these communities who have similar opinions and similar uh, wants and, and, you know, ideas for the futures of that series. I, I enjoy being involved in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the same with other videos. Uh, just seeing people comment and share their views and being like, oh, yeah, he feels the same as me. Uh, okay, I didn't see that in that view. I appreciate him saying that now because I can look at that in a different context. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I just enjoy hearing other people's emotions and also knowing that people can relate to my way of thinking. Um, and I think that's what I enjoy most from, right? Which is why, again, I've sort of like taken that time back because I want to make sure the videos that I do make, uh, you know, I am able to convey my points uh, in a strong enough way that people can feel the same way and also explain how they feel about the games and such. So, mm-hmm. well, I yeah, because the one thing I always think about with um, YouTube videos, uh, I've probably done it in the past when you know I'm, not many people watch, but still this moment happens. But mainly, you see it with bigger YouTubers where they convey a point. Um, but because maybe they didn't structure it as well as they would have liked and then it comes off in a different way and then they start getting backlash and they're like, no, I didn't, yeah. I didn't mean it that way. This is actually what I was trying to say. So yeah. I think sometimes yeah. being able to take time and just try and make sure that you do because there's nothing worse is there when it goes live and then people misconstrued a point that you're like, oh, no, I didn't actually, that wasn't the angle I was going for. I was actually going for this angle. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and 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 I think the other thing with me is I found that um, I've made videos uh, quickly and probably not to the best of my ability, and I've put them out there. And yes, I've released them at the right time with the right title and the right thumbnail, and they've done well, but I'm not proud of them myself. Mm-hmm. And then obviously that makes me not want to show it to people or share it. Uh, but then I can also tell from just the engagement that also the people watching it are also clicking off halfway through because I can tell I've half-assed it. Uh, so it, I think it's very important to make content which you're proud of yourself. I think that's that's a big thing, and and to not chase numbers because at the end of the day, if you're chasing numbers, you, you know you're only doing yourself a disservice. Uh, it's more important to just create content that that you're proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that for sure. Um, you know when oh obviously then you know because you you did quite well and you mentioned some of your videos as well did like extremely well. Did you feel like you kind of built yourself a, a community or, or a mini community? And if you did, what was the values that you thought that you shared with that community? Yeah, I definitely say off, uh, off the videos I've already mentioned, those are the ones where I felt the biggest sort of um, uh, response. Uh, I'd probably say that from the ones <laughs> I want to be part of the community of, uh, they're just overtly passionate uh, about games and how they make them feel. And they just love to just talk about it, uh, which is why I think I, I enjoy the idea of podcasts so much, because you can just sit there and just talk, mm-hmm. uh, just talk about these things that we all enjoy you know, doing it and taking part in. Um, I, I think the thing for myself is because I've changed my channel so much over the years, um, 
the core audience has sort of shifted and changed over time. Um, so it, it really comes down to what I do next, how that looks. But I'd say at the moment, there's just people who want to express their thoughts on on, on, on video games and, and, and how they make them feel. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, no, it's a good value to have for sure, especially when it comes to the community. Um, yeah. With the the whole YouTube then experience, because like you touched on then, you've changed a few times your style um, and then you've kind of realized what your core value is for yourself, obviously the emotional side of things. So is there any tips that you would give to any aspiring or new streamer, streamers slash YouTubers who are looking to make content? Yeah, I, I suppose I've already said it, but just just make it for yourself, if anything. Uh, don't worry too much about views and things like that, because at the end of the day, those are just numbers and they, they don't really mean much. Uh, but if you can make a video and you're proud to show that to your, your family or your friends, uh, I think that's, that's a really good feeling for yourself. Even if they can't relate to it themselves, you know, for you to be able to say, you know, I'm proud of this project I've made, I think that's the most important part. Uh, when it comes to streaming, I think the main thing is just being consistent. Um, I know people who have streamed and when they started out, they get like one person watching, sometimes no one watching for several hours. Yeah. Uh, and now, you know, they, they've got brand deals with like Elgato and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> when, did, when did that happen? <laughs> you know, uh, my one friend um, played COD Zombies and all she did was sc- uh, stream COD Zombies on PlayStation. Uh, so literally no camera, just using the PlayStation interface and that's it. And, and now she's partnered with Activision. So oh, nice. literally, it, it comes down to consistency. That, that's literally the main thing I can say. Consistency, staying positive, and, and that's the best route with Twitch. Um, but YouTube, again, there's so much you can do with YouTube now. I think, uh, the, 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 what's, it, what's it called now on YouTube? Is it Shorts? Yeah, YouTube Shorts. Yeah, yeah, I think if you can get into that right now, that that's really good. It's, you know, a lot of people like the short-form content. So if you can find a way to be creative within that, uh, which is something that you'll enjoy doing, I'd definitely say look into that and then maybe extend from there into longer form content if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think they're all good tips because at the end of the day, I, I, me and Kate talked about this as well last week and uh, I think uh, we mentioned that sometimes people from the outside don't see that it does take a lot of effort doesn't it really especially when you you know you're working part time or you're working <laughs> yeah. part-time even whatever you're doing in life life can get in the way and you're trying to be consistent and then all of a sudden it does bog down and burnout's a real thing so i think yeah f- from my point of view like my tip even though i'm not you know i never got to the heights of obviously you and kate but just be aware going in so that you can make adjustments when needed because you definitely got as well put your like mental health first yeah and and the other thing is and i know i'm i'm guilty of it i mean i'm guilty of it right now because i'm doing it right now (laughs) but try not to set a bar Uh, you know there is no bar uh with with what you create just create stuff you want to create and stop trying to make the best thing ever and that's so hypocritical for me to say because that's exactly what i'm doing right now <laughs> but just be comfortable releasing stuff and just realize you know you have to uh, make bad content or not as good content to find out which ones you're going to be best at and to create the best so i think that's the other thing is uh, just trying to hold yourself to too high a, a, a level is always detrimental in, in the long run mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, i totally agree and some really good advice um i think this is a good time as well now to invite Sir of Sir, aka Mike, up to the stage because he has some questions for you, Tim. No worries. From, uh, from our audience. So, 
Uh, Mike, yeah, if uh, you're ready. How are you doing? Yeah, I, I should I, ask how you're doing first, actually. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Looking forward to Christmas. Good. And you're feeling better from last week. <laughs> I am indeed. Yeah. Yeah. That's I wanted to, you guys spoke about Christmas songs earlier, and I just wanted to give my two cents on that. So um, I don't think it's Christmas in my household until you have Noddy Holder shouting it's Christmas at you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like the real indication that Christmas has come. Yeah, but it's a fair one. But um, my 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 favorite Christmas song is "Fairy Tale of New York" by the Pogues. You guys know that one? Yeah, that's a classic. So, so yeah, it's a good song. So, the best thing about that song is it doesn't matter like how late in the day, how much you've drunk, or in fact, it's better when you're like slightly more drunk because it's sung by a drunk man. So, you know, <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with it. That's the, that's one of the songs as well, isn't it? When you got family round, that comes on and like every generation seems to just join in. Singing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very catchy. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on to questions. Um, one of the first questions that we had was you you guys were talking about Doctor Who a little bit earlier on Christmas specials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um Tim, first of all I want to ask, do you have a favorite doctor? Of course, David Tennant. Okay, good answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh Luke, did you watch Doctor Who at all? Um I watched the I can't right, this is gonna sound bad. I only watched the 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 return, was that in like two thousand six or something? Okay, yeah. Returned after a uh, long stint. And who is the doctor? Is it Chris Eccleston? Yeah, yeah, that's one. Yeah, so I guess he would be my (laughs) favourite. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. What about you, Aaron? Are you into Doctor Who? Yeah, I watched a little bit. Sorry. And I do have to agree, I I do like the Chris Tanner quite a lot as well. (laughs) Has the the good edge. Yeah, he's a good actor, isn't he, to be fair? So I'm not surprised that he did a good job with it. Yeah, definitely one of the better ones. Um, but no, the question that was asked was, do you have a favourite Christmas special too? I assume maybe the David Tennant one. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it aired at Christmas, but I'm I'm sure it was around that period, the the end of time uh, extended run. Um, uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I swear it was. It was Christmas, right, when that came out? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I so exactly when it was. Yeah, because yeah. that was the last season with David Tennant, and then I think they did four special episodes uh, just yeah. with him. But th- th- that was like his finale, and I think that one was my favorite. Um, if not that one, it would be the one where they go back and help one of the a famous writer, and I can't remember his name. Might be Charles Dickens, but I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they did a Christmas episode with him as well. Charles uh, Dickens but, uh, would make sense. Given I think it was Charles writing. Dickens. Yeah. Yeah, and it was Cybermen and some, some some stuff, but it's been so long since I watched Do- I've watched uh, Doctor Who. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed the Eccleston run and the David Tennant. Uh, I enjoyed Matt Smith as an actor, um, but I wasn't that big a fan of where they took the direction. And then after that, I kind of just switched off <laughs> and watched it since then. But anything David Tennant, I love. So, no, yeah, likewise, completely agree. Um. So on to the next question. You were talking a lot about Splinter Cell, which was also a game that I loved on the PlayStation 2. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, what are your opinions or thoughts on the Splinter Cell remake? Oh, no. Why, why did you ask? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's difficult because obviously we've been asking for it for years, right? We've all been asking for more Splinter Cell and Ubisoft are just very ignorant 
or not ignorant as such. It's just that they know that it's very hard for them to make money off Splinter Cell because it doesn't work in an open world environment. You can't have RNG loot for it. So it doesn't really fit their formula at the moment. Um, but obviously Ubisoft had a bit of a, a bad year, especially with all the stuff with the allegations and NFTs and their games. And for them to all of a sudden come out and announce Splinter Cell makes me wonder if they're trying to save face as opposed to actually given a Splinter Cell title because they want to. Um, and the only thing that sort of adds to that theory is the fact that they've announced the game before even hiring people to make the game. Uh, so it's kind of like, well, why have you announced it so soon? Why didn't you just save it for a big, massive release, you know, surprise at the end of E3 or something like that? Why have you just chucked it out there and said, oh, by the way, we're also hiring? So, <laughs> yeah, I, it's a bit of a touchy subject for me because uh, I've really wanted another Splinter Cell, but I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> what are they up to? Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see in like three or four years once it's complete. Or uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Get a better idea of what they're actually offering. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. Obviously, it's a remake. And then I, I think I read into uh, what the developer was saying. He's like, oh, it's going to retain the original Splinter Cell, but be upscaled or something. And it was really weird wording. And I was like, I just think to myself, unless it's on the scale of like Resident Evil's remakes, then I don't really think I want it. Uh, you know, I, I want a, a brand new engine. Um, you know, if it, if it worked like Blacklist, but a little bit more scaled back, I'd be very happy. Um, but the likelihood of that, I don't know. I think we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm excited to see if they, not necessarily go in like a new direction, but if they can update or bring bring old concepts that they have just into a more modern kind of engine and yeah just to see how it translates across time yeah and, and again if they're doing a remake that still doesn't really um fill the void of we, we want to see more series uh, sorry more titles continuing sam fisher story um everything nowadays is a remake and i'm kind of like can we innovate please can we get something new <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I love nostalgia but i also want to like see where these characters develop and such. So, yeah, it's, it's a double-edged sword of that confirmation. But uh, yep. hopefully it'll be good. We'll see. We'll see. Got plenty of time to be disappointed, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of pre uh, prequels and remakes and whatnot, I don't know if you you were speaking a little bit about being able to play Gollum earlier in Return of the King. Have you seen that yeah. they're making a title which is exclusively playing as Gollum? Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really don't know how to feel about it, you know. I, I, actually, I'm really excited, but I just want to see some gameplay now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the fact they're being so cagey with it is probably a good thing. Uh, that's how I'm looking at it anyway. Uh, um, there's a game on Xbox. Six? You played that? I have not no so sticks is a game where you play as like some weird little golem looking creature and you have to like sneak around but it's basically splinter cell but you play as like a little golem thingy okay so, <laughs> if it works similar to that in terms of like stealth and uh you know traversal uh being uh vertical and such then i, I think i'd be interested in playing it um i don't really see how they can go wrong personally as long as they take sort of like a stealth action adventure approach it should be fine mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I, 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 if it's an RPG, yeah. then I'll lose my head. <laughs> I, I saw the previews for it in the um, Game Awards, and I quite like the art style of it too. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 why I have hope. I'm like, nah, this is going to be good. And again, when there's silence, silence is good. That's how I look at it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
By the way, when it comes to um, you say it was called Sticks, is that on yeah. Game Pass or? It might be. Interest? I I know it was on Game Pass. Okay. Uh, there's two titles: it. the Shards of Darkness and the second one, which I can't remember the name of. Uh, the second one's a lot better, but again, they're really good stealth games. So if you like stealth, they're, they're really good for playing. Yeah, I'll definitely look into that. Yeah, and Game Pass gets its weekly mention. <laughs> me and Mike, yeah. me and Mike mention it a lot. So. Speaking of Game Pass, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, actually, speaking of Xbox, though, I've been watching yeah. their five-part series on YouTube. Power really on, yeah, recently. that's really good. Yeah, I'm so happy that they finally like shed some light on the um, Red Ring of Death situation. They finally <laughs> released information about what was causing it. Yeah, that's the episode I'm on actually. So I haven't watched all of it, but I, I don't mind about spoilers. But uh, I have heard that the whole documentary is actually surprisingly honest, and it's not like a PR documentary. It's no, genuinely exactly. them saying, "Nah, this is where we messed up." Sorry, we tried to turn your games console into a Blu-ray player, and it's like fair enough. At least you're honest. Yeah. By the yeah, way, when yeah. it comes to the red rings, do you guys use the towel trick? I had to use the towel trick all the time. Was it? I heard like you wrap it in a towel and put yeah. it in the freezer or something. <laughs> well, I think um, I think when it overheated, uh, you know, obviously unplug it all, and then I just wrapped it in a towel, and then basically leave it for a few hours in like the airing cupboard, and then I put it like not with a boiler or anything, and then um, and take it out play it later and it would work but the only thing was once you turned it off <laughs> you get the red rings yeah. again oh, <laughs> honestly so, every night towel trick so night. from their their explanation that actually makes sense because their explanation for what caused the red ring now is that the um it wasn't necessarily the overheating of the machine but it was the sudden cooling that was breaking something inside mm-hmm. like some of the connections so i guess wrapping it in a towel after using it cools down slower mm. so I mean, I don't know where the hell that came from, by the way, because I was like no. in year eight or something. I didn't, I don't remember having internet back at home at the time. Well, I'm that's, the boys on, on, that, that's the boys on the art department. <laughs> <laughs> they brought their Xbox in to give it a try. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just like, oh yeah, do the towel trick. How do you know that works? I don't yeah. know, it did, though. It's just one of those tricks, like put your phone in rice when you drop it yeah. in water. Like everyone knows it, but no one knows where it came from. Yeah, where the hell did that originate from? Don't know, but it works. So, did it, anyone ever use used to use toothpaste on the scratch discs, or was yes. that just yeah. no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it worked as well. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I remember I had the, I think it was like Burnout Three takedown, right? And it wouldn't load the next mission. So I, I found like a video somewhere. The toothpaste covered my disc in Colgate, and it worked. Oh, wow, amazing. <laughs> It makes your xbox smell great too <laughs> yeah it does yeah you know tips of the trade or tricks of the trade back then you don't have to worry about that these days no uh, no thankfully <laughs> great doc yeah. though and to be fair yeah especially when it comes to the xbox one part which you'll get to tim um yeah it's definitely not pr friendly in that sense really mm. they do mostly face up to what they did wrong so I mean, yeah, there's a lovely montage of just um, someone's clipped together. TV, 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 television, TV. TV. It's like, oh, oh, really? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing about, especially with like Xbox. I feel like they're doing all the right things, whereas Sony's still kind of like being the big PR company. Um, but apparently, they're going to be doing a Game Pass soon, so we'll have to see how, how that plays out. Yeah, we talked about it briefly last week, to be fair, um, or a couple of weeks ago, and it's uh, yeah, looks like they finally opened up towards that idea after being staunchly against it at the start when obviously game pass first came to be so be interesting yeah. to see what they do with that yeah definitely yeah um okay i have one last question 
Um, this one's directed at Tim. So, Tim, have you ever thought about doing review discussions with friends or other channels? Yes, yes, and yes. Um, so, so like I said, with um, gaming for me, like I said, it's it's kind of felt like a not in a in a like a sad way or whatever, but it's felt like an isolated experience, which is why I like being able to get out there and talk about it. Um, I've tried starting podcasts with friends, but uh, no, no one really wants to do it for some reason. Um, I, th- I think people are comfortable talking about stuff until you turn the microphone on and suddenly they forget how to English. <laughs> so that's sort of the, the issue I've had. Talk to them in Welsh, um, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty and that. See what they say. Um, but uh, I've, I've made friends with other YouTube channels and we've all talked about sort of doing something um, in the long term. But again, it's, it's kind of like finding the time. Uh, so one of them is uh, Mini Me and he lives in Australia. Uh, so again, time makes it very hard. Um, and I, I, yeah, I've exchanged messages with uh, infamous uh, Hellfire. Really nice guy. I enjoy even like catching on his streams. And if you like Assassin's Creed, he's got like a six-hour video on it, so it's really worth watching. Nice. Um, but again, it's just sort of finding the time to set aside to do things like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm always up for you know discussions and things like that. And like I've, I've mentioned to Luke, you know, if he ever wants me to jump on and talk about anything, I, I can do it whenever. I'm happy to do it. Uh, so yeah, it's something that I'm really up for doing. And I think it's, in some ways, it can be easier than creating a video because it's very natural, it's very laid back, and you can you can just talk. Mm-hmm. Whereas creating a YouTube video for me, anyway, it's it's quite a task to take on. As much as I enjoy it, it it does take a lot of time. Uh, whereas if I could just jump on a pod and talk for thirty minutes about a game, then happy days. Totally, get yeah, that. definitely, yeah, yeah. I love the natural conversation in videos too. It's much better than like something that you can really tell is scripted. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and that's that's my one of the issues I kind of had when I, when I make videos is um, I know I'm quite like monotone. Uh, so when I'm reading a script which I've written, it's even worse. <laughs> so I can sound like a robot. So that's something I really try and work on. I'm like I gotta sound like I'm angry right now, and I'm like Ugh, I hate this game. <laughs> but outside of those moments, straight um, back to monotone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's actually that, harder than you think as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, and when you're reading your own script as well like you you'd think oh i've written these words so i know how i meant it but you're concentrating so hard on not messing up and getting your breath in at the right time that it, it is hard to get those those little quips in mm-hmm. yeah um, i think that's the other thing for me i find quite hard is writing in humor um so again i've watched like this infamous uh, hellfire uh lasers um there's another big channel i really like um can't remember his name uh, up is not jump don't know if you heard him I've heard the name before. Yeah, he mate, watch his videos. They're so good. So he does like VR videos, but the way he introduces like comedy into a script and like these little uh, sketches he has, that they're, they're like impeccable. I don't know how he does it. So yeah, I think that's what I prefer about doing discussions like this. Is it's very natural and your emotions come across a lot easier than it does when you're just reading a script. Yeah, a hundred percent. Definitely, definitely. By the way, though, no. I don't know. Have you seen it, Mike, in the uh, town hall chat? Uh, which part, sorry? The uh, uh, Kate, N7 Kate, who's in the audience, has uh, mentioned Tim. That she she said, uh, I mix up review discussions and review script videos at the moment. It's much easier and same. I would totally be game to collaborate on a review discussion slash podcast. So there we go. Tim. The return you. of TJFL. Yeah. <laughs> We're making things happen right here. Like yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I, and to be fair, I've obviously spoke to you guys both separately and stuff, and we had Kate on the podcast last week too, so I think you guys would hit it off pretty well and have a good uh, good discussion about games for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's it. I think with every game release, I've always got something to say, but I don't always have the time to make a video. And I think that's kind of like the the where I'm swinging between at the moment. Uh, so like Halo, like once I complete it, I do hope to make a video on it, but will I have the time? I don't know. But can I jump on for half an hour and talk about it? Definitely. So, yeah, that's how I look at it. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> like Aaron said, we're making things happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, any more questions? If anyone has any more, probably the last chance to get them in before we wrap things up. Um, maybe, Mike, did you have anything on your mind? Um, no. Actually, well, speaking of making things happen, new update, eBlitz, multi-game now. I've played so many new games with people that I like, oh, like wouldn't have picked up unless I was invited by these beautiful people on Eblitz. So I've been playing a lot of Apex recently, which I've never played before. How are you finding it? Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, it's it's a lot different to um, Fortnite, which I was predominantly playing before. I feel like my bullets actually go where I want them to go on Apex. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah. about right. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a change of pace for sure. I feel I think... the RPG void that uh, League of Legends are left in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're slowly converting me now. <laughs> there we go. Again, making things happen right here. <laughs> yeah, that's what eBlitz is about, to be fair. I mean, it's great to hear as well that, you know, you're trying out new games because of it. And I actually do like Apex. I, I used to play it a lot. Uh, so I think it's a good game to try out, especially if you haven't played it before, Mike. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think if you asked me to play it last season, I would have had so much trouble with the movement. But it seems to have like the newest Fortnite season seems to have a lot of apex movement in it now. So it has like the Spider-Man shooters mm -hmm. with like the grapple hook and apex, and then the sliding. So it's kind of natural for me now. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Good. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. As Aaron likes to say, make things happen. <laughs> it's going to be the new slogan of Eblitz now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, new Year's slogan. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Make stuff happen. <laughs> nice and to the point. But yeah, um, if there's nothing else, then I don't see any more questions that have come in. But I do want to say, obviously, thanks very much, Tim, for taking the time to chat uh really That's appreciate right. it i think it's been a really good chat um hope you've enjoyed it as well yeah yeah defo um i mean i know you're semi-retired but we will put the links in to your youtube uh, down below so people should definitely well, check that out yeah that's it <laughs> hopefully next uh next month or next year depending on how you want to word it i'll do something uh like i said obviously i'm working through halo right now and hopefully i will do a video uh, but otherwise, I might just jump on for half an hour and talk about it. So uh, we'll just see how it plays out. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, people can still catch up on, obviously, some of the videos that you've mentioned on this chat and stuff. So definitely yeah. check the link in the description below because you won't regret it. So once again, thanks very much, mate. And uh, obviously, Merry Christmas as well. Merry Christmas to you lot as well and enjoy your new year. Yeah. Yep. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, looking forward yeah, to Merry it. Christmas. A lovely e-blitz Merry Christmas for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely have a good break everybody yeah make things happen over that break yeah exactly. <laughs> make things happen it's the perfect time make things happen but yes 
Again, like Mike mentioned, eBlitz does have a massive new update. It's released. It's there for you to try. We've got multi-gaming, so get on eBlitz, make things happen, make stuff happen, and uh, match up with people and play some video games. Have fun over the festive period. But also, we hope you stay safe as well wherever you're listening to this too. And we will be back. Are we back next Friday? I can't remember. Is that New Year's Eve? Oh. Um, uh, we'll figure it either yeah. next Friday or next Thursday. Yeah, well, we'll put out posts, so make sure you follow us on <laughs> socials. Uh, all the links will be in the description below. And once again, thanks a lot, guys. Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll be back even next week or the week after to talk some more gaming. Cheers, guys. I'll be here. Thanks, Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.